Welcome to episode 9 of When Life Gives You Lemons, Go Vegan. This podcast celebrates and shares people's incredible stories of recovery after making the transition to a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based, vegan lifestyle. I'm your host, Corinne Nidja. In 2004, I was left feeling terrified and helpless after being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. 13 years later, this podcast was created to share stories of hope with anyone who might need it. I'm incredibly passionate about supporting other people to adopt a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based lifestyle and see for themselves that food truly can be medicine. This week's episode is with bikini model, bodybuilder and coach Amanda Fisher, who adopted a vegan diet after being diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. In this podcast, she discusses how a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet has helped alleviate the debilitating pain associated with rheumatoid arthritis so that she could go on to compete as a bodybuilder, a bikini model, and just to be super awesome helping other women do the same and achieve her best body yet. I hope you enjoy episode nine. So, hello, Amanda. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Now we just like to see if you can just tell us a bit of your story and your background and how you came to be on the When Life Gives You Lemons Go Vegan podcast. In 2000, and, oh, it was 2009, I was having sort of a bit of a health crisis. Been going on for a little bit of a while. I was experiencing severe pain in my feet so much so that by the end of the day, I couldn't physically like walk without being in agony. I went to Splendor in the Grass and couldn't even stand up to watch bands. I had a pretty sedentary job and I still would come home and be in so much pain by the end of the day. I was overweight. I was un- like unhappy, had terrible acne, had back pain, had migraines, had so many things sort of going wrong. And I was just like, it's funny because it was sort of more of the weight and the physical side of things that really spurred me to change. Um, I'd seen a couple of pictures of myself that I really sort of shocked me and took me a lot by surprise. Um, I hadn't realized that my I was that poorly out of shape or anything like that. And it really sort of struck home. And it's funny because even though you have like this physical pain going on, you don't, it's the, the look that sort of more makes you take action than the pain itself. And so in passing with a few different doctor's consultations, I actually had a problem with my foot and they x-rayed it and it was sort of like a passing comment about having arthritis and that sort of like set me off on on that journey of going, okay, well, how, how like, what is the treatment for this? Like, what do I need to do? I can't be in this kind of pain anymore. And some of the things I was being told were quite sort of, were scary. Some of the treatment options weren't, they didn't sit well with me, even though I was like slowly poisoning myself with my diet and eating high amounts of dairy because I was vegetarian at the time. I wasn't vegan. Having to be on like toxic medication for the rest of my life was not something that really sat well with me at being 25 years old. So this was medication for rheumatoid arthritis? Yes, correct. And what were the medications? Um, oh, I can't remember. It was just like something that was 
used like chemotherapy. I can't remember the specific name of it, but when I like Google, I went home and Googled some like the options and I was like, it's used for chemotherapy and all this stuff. I'm like, uh, no, that does not sound like something that I really want to be taking a lot of. I just knew that I needed to make some changes and I knew that I had sort of got myself into this mess and I'd started to see things like I'd read the book Skinny Bitch and they were talking about, even though it's like more again about looks and things like that, I was talking about how people had like helped, healed and helped themselves. And I started going down more of like this natural route of like healing, but I hadn't taken any of the actions sort of for myself. I was starting to learn about what to do but I wasn't so much putting it into action yet. And I still trying to take shortcuts myself with doing things like rapid detoxes and stuff like that, thinking it was going to sort of give me that payoff and start fixing. But it just like nothing was sort of sticking or working. And I sort of had to just like surrender and let go and just go, okay, well, I need to do things the proper way it sort of clicked in my head, isn't my health, isn't, aren't I sort of worth putting that investment into? I'm worth treating myself like like crap, eating shit, making myself feel bad. Aren't I worth actually putting that time and energy into feeling good? And like obviously then once you hear yourself on the inside, then you look good on the outside as well. And yeah, it was sort of like a bit of a light bulb moment. I had started to read more books. I started. I got into reading the China Study, uh, which was a difficult read, but a well sort of worth it read. And lots of scientific information in there, but yeah, definitely well worth the effort of putting into it. I started reading reading like Brenda Brazier's books as well, um, and he had lots of great ideas. And it was just like there was seemed to be this whole other world opening up. And I first tried to go vegan after reading Skinny Bitch and I started to get migraines. And as being anyone who sort of at this time, this is like in 2010, so there wasn't like veganism wasn't as big as now. There wasn't like all these groups on Facebook that you could jump on and ask questions in. So I was just like, oh, no, I've gone vegan and now I've got migraines it obviously isn't for me. But then I actually invested, I stopped, I started eating dairy and eggs again and I still was getting the migraines. I'm like, hang on, there's something more to this. It's not veganism. And I actually went and looked into it. I had MRIs done, had like my eyes looked at and then had like my back x-rayed and everything. And it turned out I had scoliosis and compressed discs in my neck. And so that was what was giving me the migraines. And so I was like, oh, I can go vegan again because it's something that really sort of had made a lot of sense to me. And I was already vegetarian for main majority, like ethical reasons, because I thought it was an ethical choice. But after reading Skinny Bitches, seeing more, like looking more into the egg and dairy industries, it wasn't an ethical choice. So it didn't align with who I was either. And it just so happens that it's also such a great diet for healing everything as well. So it really ticked both boxes in terms of morals and ethics and also health benefits. So that was like a really happy time in my life when I was able to go back to it because I just needed to really get treatment for my back rather than blaming it on a diet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. And so how did you find making the transition at the start? Like when you first discovered it, what were the struggles in the beginning? 
Well, I had been vegetarian for 10 years prior. So that had given me like a little bit of like a ways to think around eating animal products. Um, but I wasn't a very good vegetarian, hence why I ended up with a lot of health issues. I would rely on a lot of dairy, a lot of chocolate, a lot of cheese and things like that. And a lot of packaged pre-bought, like packaged store meals, packets of noodles, packets of pasta with tin, like tins and jar sauces and stuff like that, thinking that was sort of like healthier. But still, obviously, it's not sort of the best things. And there's so much sugar in those type of things. So I really had to go back to basics to think about like making food from scratch. Um, and I'm a pretty simple chef. I don't have the chef skills. My husband is a much better chef than I am. Just really having to, I just would do a lot of basic things, like just putting really simple vegetables together with a source of protein. So like tofu, tempeh, beans, things like that. And then like either rice or potatoes for starches. I just go really super basic and that's pretty much what I what I eat and I'm lucky that I have someone that cooks me my fancy meals for me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And so did you notice a difference in your pain from your arthritis straight away or has it taken a long time or did you what did you what did you notice when you first went to eating this way with your health? Found I had more energy pretty much straight away. It has been a long time, obviously, since I transitioned, so it's hard to sort of remember like the exact specifics and things like that. But I do remember having more energy, just feeling a lot clearer in the head. I did have a few sort of times where I'd go through sort of stages of really bad fatigue in that transition. And that's probably could like just a bit of old symptoms flaring up, just a lot of stress that I was going through at the time as well. So it hasn't been sort of like my, my life while well, this transition and everything had been going on is has been extremely chaotic, chaotic and stressful as well. So if, if everyone thinks like there's a perfect time to do something, there's no perfect time. You just have to try and figure out a way to make it work and making it a priority no matter what's sort of going on is a is a really important thing. I'm not getting caught up on trying to wait for a perfect time because in the middle of this, I was like renovating a house, then I ended up starting business and I was working in law, I was studying as well. Yeah, I had a lot of things going on. Is Yeah, build up of stress. Some Like I noticed I'd get sort of fatigued and the symptoms would flare up a lot more. That's really only when I do get symptoms now is if I've gone through and sort of been pushing myself to an extreme. It's not an every everyday thing anymore, which is, which is good. Like that's, it's not 100% healed. I'm not like a 100% success story, but it's better than nothing. Like it's literally, I have my quality of life back on a pretty much a day-to-day basis. And then I know when I have been pushing things too hard, it's, it's going to flare up again. But it is, compared to prior to going vegan, what would you say out of 10, if you had to rate it out of 10, before and then now your physical symptoms, what would they be? So like before out of 10 and then now? Probably about a four or five on a day-to-day basis. Just from the fatigue, the pain, not being mobile, things like that. Like as a 25-year-old and you can't even go like go for a walk or stand up for too long. Like that's hugely embarrassing and people don't sort of know how to take it. 
so now I don't have any of that. Like I, I've done, not that I enjoy running, but I have done like 20, 21 kilometre Spartan races and 14 kilometre Spartan races and stuff like that. I do bodybuilding competitions. And so now I'm like on a day-to-day basis, like a, a nine and a half, ten. It's just when I have that time where I sort of push myself that little bit that I'll notice symptoms starting to come up again. That's incredible, though. To go from a four or five to a nine or ten is pretty great. And to go from barely being able to walk or stand to do a 20K Spartan race, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's yeah, it really is a huge difference. So, yeah, it's to get that sort of quality of life. When you have to sort of – when you're walking around and, like, I'm not – like, it's hard to explain because, yeah, I put on, like, a brave face – and sort of try and push through because people don't understand. But by the end of it, like just to have that sort of pain and to like it literally feel like your feet are on fire and your joints are on fire and you all you want to do is just sit down. And if there's nowhere to sit down, like it's just like, what are you meant to do? You just need to take some of that weight off, take some of that pressure off and try, try be able to like move and, and, and enjoy life and you just can't. Sounds horrible. There's probably only two questions really left. One would be to describe your life now, um, and you kind of just did but a bit more in detail about how your life is now compared to when you were really struggling with your arthritis. Just if you could give us a bit of a description of how things are for you now, that would be great. So life now it is like not perfect, but it's a lot, definitely a lot better. And, I mean, being able to do competitive bodybuilding, being able to help other people with their health and fitness now is just uh, amazing and really like paying forward my journey and making it I don't want to say like some people don't have to share what they go through I believe in for me being able to share what I went through is like it's twofold it helps other people feel okay about what they're going through and it really helps me acknowledge like where I've come from and remind me of everything I have to be grateful for right now so it's kind of selfish like me sharing it but it's kind of like also beneficial for other people because they can feel like they're not alone and that it's okay to go through things and it's okay to to feel that like what they're going through and be able to come out the other side and to not be embarrassed by what they're what they're going through, not not having to suffer alone or suffer in silence, and especially people who are young, because it's usually generally like considered more like an older person thing, but it's becoming more and more prevalent in younger people. Um, and I do think that that has a lot to do with dietary and lifestyle choices. And genetics do play a bit of a role in it too. My cousin has arthritis as well. And so obviously there's like a genetic predisposition within my family, but she's gone a different route to me. And I'm not someone like I can't tell her how best to treat her arthritis and how to deal with it for herself. Obviously, everyone has their own sort of way that they cope and deal with things. Personally, I wouldn't have it any other way for me because I'm taking medication on a daily basis something that you can heal with the correct food it seems kind of silly in my head and I'm not saying that it's silly for everyone but it's just for me it just seemed kind of silly to go down the medical route when there's the option there for me to be able to reverse and and pretty much live pain-free like without having to take medication every single day 
So life, yeah, life is pretty good now. And it's, it really opened up so many doors for me with having to like be able to share this story with other people, with being able to help other people made, made me change career because I couldn't see myself not being in the health industry. I was studying to become a lawyer and I was working as a paralegal and suddenly that didn't seem as, as important. Like I know people need legal help and things like that, but if you don't have your health, you have. So this kind of seems a little bit more important. Exactly. No, so please tell us about your, your work now. Promote yourself. Tell us all about your banging bods and bikini babes and all the amazing work that you're doing. I know it's like a lot of it focuses on the fish side of things but that's what a lot of people do focus on and then they start to hear my story and realize that there's a bit more to it than just the typical everyone wants to look good side of things and I do work on with with a lot of clients the emotional and so advocating for plant-based diet and everything with them as well to help them with the other with any health sort of conditions that they might have even though, yeah, we talk about like a lot of physical side of things, I think that that is a huge catalyst what was for me Definitely. for making changes. It's a huge catalyst for most people. Yeah, exactly right. So if I can hook someone in with like looking great and get them and be able to help them change their, their health, then that is an amazing thing. Um, and that's why I do have my free group because I want to be able to reach and help everyone. I don't want money to be a barrier to getting assistance. Obviously, if people want to work higher level with me, that's okay. But that's why I do have my free group because I I was when initially getting so many inquiries and money was coming up as a huge barrier for a lot of people. And I didn't want it to be. I wanted people to be able to get support, get have a community of people where they could come and and seek assistance and help and get that bit of motivation and 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 support behind them that they needed to kickstart some lifestyle changes. So that's yeah, why I, why I started my free group, which is the Healthy Balance Bikini Babes, females only. Unfortunately, I don't think just to make it a really supportive, fun place for females. My husband he he does work with guys, um, so we sort of because we're both in the health space when I decided to do this my husband also sort of went along to support me but he also wanted to just look a little bit better he has hemochromatosis himself so he's found that since going to a vegan diet it is 100% helped with that it's not such a like a debilitating thing it's like a long-term thing if you don't give blood regularly um, or if you don't manage your iron levels you will end up with like a a rusted liver which is not a good outcome but it can and that's again a genetic thing his dad has has it and Matt has found that yes since transitioning to a plant-based diet that has really helped him with that he hasn't had to give blood as much as what he has to manage it like having to give blood to manage a condition seems a bit crazy when you can when you can just eat a plant-based diet and I don't also know if blood can actually be used when it is at the higher iron levels um so it's kind of now he just donates to be to be generous rather than having to to for his own sort of selfish reasons to get his iron levels down. Wow, that's incredible! I've have never I've never heard of that until you explained that to me um, when we were doing the pre-interview. That's incredible! I've never heard of that. Too much iron. <laughs> mostly, it's a, it's de- like a genetic thing. It's mostly found sort of in men. I have known a couple of girls that have had it though. Similar symptoms to too too little iron, like fatigue and things like that. So before, if you do feel that fatigue and someone's going, oh, maybe supplement with iron, 
just wait, <laughs> go have your blood tested. Don't just <laughs> blood in willy, uh, iron in willy-nilly because it could be that you have too much iron and so you adding more to the to the mix is not going to be a good thing for you. Oh, yeah, good point, good point. I'd never thought of that and I would be like, maybe you need some more iron. <laughs> yeah, no, go have your blood. It's one of those things that's not like B12 where it's a little bit more um, water-soluble. Yeah, you, if you do have fatigue and you think it could be iron-related, go to your doctor, have your blood tested and they will tell you if it's too high or too low and then you can pick your course of action rather than just, yeah, chucking your iron in and you could be already high. And so you were saying that Matt then went down the fitness and health route with you? Yeah, he hasn't become vegan for as long as I have. He still was sort of resisting the whole veganism thing. Oh, I can just eat healthy. But he now is vegan. He's been vegan for about since we got back from America. So that would be July. So not that long, but he was primarily plant-based before that. We haven't cooked meat in our home for for years. And, yeah, he noticed this, started to notice the differences when he first cut back a lot and he'd start to feel really heavy when he would have meat. And then when we were in America, he really overdid it and he was came back and was like, no, nah, it's out. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, it does when you do sort of even if you do try it and you think it could be something that could work for you, give it a go, cut it out. You'll feel so much better following like a whole food plan based diet. Don't just go to the shop and buy like vegan ice cream, Oreos and all those things because that won't make you feel any better. Delicious, but not that it's not the way. <laughs> If you go to whole food plant-based way and start incorporating more things like that, when you do go back to eating more meat, you will feel the difference in your body. You will notice like your brain won't be quite as sharp. You will have less energy. It'll take you a lot longer to digest a meal and you'll have that more of a sleepy feeling after you eat. Yeah, so it's definitely, it shows what your body is meant to have when you can have that comparison it really shows like what your body is more designed to eat. Before we, we've, we've gone a bit astray from your business and work, so how can people find you? Tell us how they can find you. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at Amanda Rose, Official, Amanda Rose Official. Same on Facebook and I have my Facebook group, Healthy Balanced Bikini Babes, and my website is www.bangandbods.com. Yeah, I just get a bit shy about self-promoting. I just would rather talk about all the positives of like a plant-based diet rather than, yeah, all that other, other stuff. I know, I know, I know. It's a, I feel the same way. It's super awkward. I find it really uncomfortable too. But it's your job. You're helping people and that's awesome and that's wonderful. And the more you help people, then the more they can help people with the message. And it's just this ripple effect of great help, helping everyone, spreading the healthy vibe everywhere. So I think that it's great to spread your, spread your business and your work. People can find you and be like, oh, I want to find out more about this because, you know, your work is really inspiring. And so they're going to love seeing all of your competition photos and all the amazing food that you, in the videos. Like, you're hilarious. Like, I love your posts and Matt's posts and all of the promotions that you're doing on Facebook. Like, they're really a fun way of looking at it and making it fun and lighthearted and delicious tasting. And I can't wait to buy. I want to buy. I was going to sign up for your cookbook, but I was like, no, no, no. I really, I really want to buy it so I can be supporting your 
work in your cookbook. So I'm really excited to buy your dessert book because I love dessert. It's going to be amazing. So that will be on Amazon soon, soon? Yeah, um, I'm just putting the finishing touches on it and then I want to release it to the reviewers and then I'll put it on Amazon pretty much straight after that so that they can then put their reviews up and everything like that. And I'm just asking at the moment for just honest feedback, basically. Let me know how how they go with it because I've never done anything like this before. I've made sort of in-house recipe books for clients, but I haven't actually sort of released anything. And I just was sitting there the other day and I was like, I'm such a dessert person. Like I literally, I love desserts, but I find that a lot of the desserts in in the vegan space are all high fat and sort of lower carbs, moderate protein. And that sort of doesn't sit with my macros. I am more on the higher carb end of the scale. So I'm like, I want to make something that's a little bit more suited to what I do. I already have a whole bunch of recipes that I use for like all that Matt's made me or that Matt and I have used. And I'm like, well, why don't I just put it into a book? Because I had seen that some of the girls were like sort of in my group were looking for something like that. And so I'm like, well, here, I'll put all my recipes together. You guys try it out and let me know what you think. That's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I can't, I'm looking forward to it. I was very, very excited. Very, very excited. So, yes, I will post. What's the, what's the name of the cookbook? Um, Don't Skip Dessert. It's a very good name. Don't Skip Dessert. I have it, I have it instead of dinner and for breakfast. <laughs> I have, like, smoothie bowls and pan, pancakes is one of my favourites that Matt makes me. Sometimes it's just high-carb, really nice, clean pancakes little bit of maple syrup in them and but yeah so yummy so yum i'm really really excited so don't skip breakfast we have to look look for it on amazon really really soon just keep looking until it appears it will be there in the next week in the next week okay very exciting so it is october so early november that book will be there but this episode will it'll be there now because the episode will be screening like late november so it's gonna be there now it's live so the last question is, what would be your three biggest tips to anyone who's listening and they're considering taking up this lifestyle? First tip would be to do research, look into, join, join vegan plant-based Facebook groups. There's so many of them. Seek out others who have done what you are wanting to do. Look up books like The China Study, Dr. Gregor has a really, really good website. What is it? Nutritionstudies.org. And it goes through pretty much... Nutrition Facts. Yeah, nutritionfacts.org. Nutrition it goes through pretty much everything. He's such an awesome advocate for plant-based diet because he literally goes through everything around plant-based diet and how to make it work for you. He also has his little app, which is the Daily Dozen, which just basically goes through what you should be incorporating in your diet on a daily basis so that you're not confused. Like literally his key recommendations he gives you in an app and you just tick them off. Um, it doesn't get much more simple than that. But yeah, just jump in plant-based on Facebook. Take recipe books that sort of resonate with you. Go for the whole food plant-based lifestyle. Don't go down the junk food vegan route because like you'll get trapped in that way, like what I did with vegetarian, you, you'll find all the delicious food, you'll 
fall, like, fall in love with eating like that and you'll get more sugar cravings and more like fatty food cravings and then it'll become harder to kick. Try going for the whole food plant-based transition from the start and then work out your balance will be with it with incorporating a little bit of the the vegan junk and stuff like that in from time to time if that's what you want to do but it's harder to go the other way better to make the full leap into like the healthy lifestyle rather than trying to yeah go backwards once you do get really stuck into all the vegan junk and yeah that's yeah really it do do research join facebook groups and go whole food plant-based not not vegan junk food route They're such great tips. Thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your story with us. I'm sure that there's so many people who are living with arthritis who could benefit from hearing this message and this story. And thank you for taking the time for coming along to this interview. Uh, I love all of your work. I wish you all the best. I can't wait to keep following your journey and seeing you you in the Arnold's next what what months does it come out? Um, the Arnold's are in March, so the qualifier is in Feb, and then yeah, the Arnold's are actually in March in Melbourne, which will be exciting. Oh, can I come see? Can anyone just come watch? Yeah, everyone can come watch. They have a huge sports festival. It's really good. Oh, awesome! I have to come along. Maybe I can be in the Arnold's t- two thousand and nineteen. I don't think. Yeah, so. set it as a goal. <laughs> That's what I did. I just went, I went along with my friend Chrissy and I just was like, I have to do this. Like I'd done bodybuilding before and that's how I actually met her. And I'd been out of it for a couple of years and I went to the Arnold's and I was just like, this is where I need to be next year. And so it took me yeah, 12 months to sort of prep and get ready for it. Um, and that's what I did. That's such an awesome story. I love it. So you can see Amanda in her Arnold photos that are in on your Facebook page. There's someone there? Yeah. Yeah, and then you can follow her journey as she makes her way preparing for 2018, the Arnold's, Arnold's competition. So you can see her there in Melbourne. Thanks so much, Amanda, for taking the time to speak with me. I really loved hearing your story and thank you to everyone for listening. Next week we have on the show one of my personal heroes. I was so excited I can't even describe. I felt like such a teeny tiny drop in the world of, you know, vegan activism, vegan person out there in the universe. And so the fact that he agreed to be interviewed meant so much to me that I was just, oh my gosh, I can't, everyone who knows me knows how I was fangirling and just, I was just super, super excited to speak with someone who I really respect, admire his work as an activist. He's way of being so balanced and calm and loving and respectful to everyone who he speaks to and meets and shares his speeches and knowledge with. And he he just comes from such a calm, grounded, beautiful place. Rather than being attacking, I, I really, really admire and am so appreciative and grateful to all the work that this man has done. So I'll be speaking to none other than the incredible vegan activist James Aspie. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's so exciting. And talking about the importance of speaking up for the animals and all about the life of a professional activist, including the importance of self-care when you're witnessing incredible cruelty and suffering every day as an activist. 
this talk was very much different to what I expected to talk about. I thought it might be a recovery story, but it wasn't a recovery story. It was very much a bit heavy, but really, really valuable. I found it really valuable to listen to the life of an activist, to learn about it, learn about his work and behind the curtains of someone who, you know, you see has a massive vegan profile and you see him doing so many traveling the world, speaking and doing all this incredible work. But hearing the other side, you know, the side, you know, his version of what that feels like and what that is like. So, yeah, I hope you really enjoy it. It's a bit different to my normal podcast, but I really enjoyed hearing about this. And I hope that if you know James's work or you've heard of James, I'm sure you have, that that you get some valuable things out of it as well. And if you're not already an activist, maybe it'll inspire you to start. It definitely inspired me, even though it's heavy. I think, you know, hearing him speak, you know, you can hear and we all know the importance of being voices for the voiceless. You know, they can't speak for themselves, so we should. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you and I'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>